fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Man overboard. I think the Democrats are in absolute pure panic right now. They have no idea how to regulate half the stuff that they actually want to control, which is comical. We knew that was coming, obviously, because how do you regulate it? How do you pay for it? That's always the discussion for them, but uh, at least for us, they don't really care one way or the other. They just want to do it and figure it out as they go along. Joe Biden losing support fast, even from the other side of the aisle. It's kind of fun to watch. And that's how we start off this day. Hey, welcome into the show. It's The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, all over the country on our flagship radio station. We have multiple stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, although the live stream is not up and running today as uh, we have some other things going on. So don't worry about that. We'll do the live stream again tomorrow. But we do have one heck of a show today. The first question for you, though, is the vaccine mandate. While OSHA's trying to work on the guidelines to make this happen, how do they actually afford it? How do they actually enforce it to try and tell businesses, hey, any business over 100 employees, you need to get this vaccine. You have to do it. The next big question that they're trying to deal with now, are you going to mandate the booster shot along with the two vaccine part of the Pfizer or the Moderna, the part one and part two? Obviously, you have to get both of those. Do you have to now get the booster shot as well? That's the question. Now, if the booster shot doesn't work or it turns into an annual thing, you do that with your flu shot. You take the booster shot as well annually or every six months or whatever it may be. Do you get mandated to do that? You have to have your updated vaccine records. You have to have your updated shots. Every time you go into work, you have to prove that you do these things. Is that where we're at in society today? What a mess. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We have a heck of a show for you. Big guest today. Uh, in just a minute here, we have U.S. Senator Roger Marshall that we sat down with earlier this morning to chat about what's going on with the federal budget with some of these vaccine mandates and more. So excited with him. At the bottom of this hour, also have uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw from the 2nd Congressional District of Texas. You know, eyepatch guy. Super awesome conservative dude. Really excited to have him on the program, and we'll do that here in just a minute at the bottom of the hour as well. But first, we sat down with my very own senator here in the state of Kansas. He's been on all the media sites. He's a great guy, fighting really hard up at the federal level, and we're excited to have him on the program with us as we sat down with him just earlier today, U.S. Senator Roger Marshall. Senator, how are you, my friend? Good good morning, Andy. I'm here at the Capitol this morning. It is a beautiful morning. I'm outside in a park just outside the Capitol waiting for some other people to get to work here. Uh, but inside the Capitol, the swamp is getting deeper. It's been a challenging couple of weeks. Yeah, I can only imagine the stuff that you've been going through. It's been a frustrating time, especially for us on the outside watching what's going on. We have near $5 trillion about to be spent up there as they extended that debt ceiling through the end of the year. You guys are still battling this stuff. I mean, is there any chance for us to downsize these plans or stop some of these plans? Because right now it doesn't seem very hopeful. Yeah, Andy, I I am. I think I'm more hopeful today than I was a month or three ago. And every day we extend this, I think America listens more and more and says, oh, my gosh, we we don't want this. If you look at the big picture, America has a choice today. Do they want big government socialism or economic freedom? Big government socialism or economic freedom? And you put all these issues coming to the head here in December. This is big government socialism. 
Uh, more and more, I see Kirsten Cinema stepping up, Joe Manchin stepping up, and even some other people within the Democrat Party starting to rumble, saying, hey, well, we've got horrible inflation going on. I think it's $7 trillion. When it's all said and done over 10 years, this will be $7 trillion of spending. And those people from moderate states are saying, oh, wait, wait a second, that's not my mandate. My mandate is not to go up here reckless spending, reckless taxing, reckless inflation. Wait a second. So I'm a little more hopeful today than I was a month or three ago. That is good news because not only is it the price tag that's going to inflate massively, I mean, we're already seeing near 45 4.6, 4.7% inflation year over year, which is like astronomical. But at the same time, uh, what's in the bill as well with the IRS regulating transactions over $600, the uh, government doing these massive Green New Deal projects. I mean, Senator, this is, a, this is a massive, like you said, socialist takeover, not just economically, but just in our personal lives. Yeah, Annie, let's just talk about the tax side of it just a second. And again, I'm going to compliment Kirsten Cinema for standing up and saying, whoa, on these tax increases, right? That uh, you know, they're going after things like stepped up bases, 1031 uh, exchanges. Uh, they want to tax capital gains as ordinary income. How about this one? Unrealized capital gains. Hmm. Could you imagine uh, my folks that live a, a little home that I grew up with? And maybe it increased in $20,000 in value this past couple of years. So if they're going to pay, I don't know, 35% of that increase in value, but they're, they've not realized that profit yet. It would be, we might as well all just sell, we would all sell our houses, right? Unrealized capital gains coming after that. You mentioned the $600 uh, coming after. They, they want to basically spy on our bank accounts. America's not going to stand for this. Um, and the more we get this information out, and I appreciate you sharing it with your listeners. Yeah, it's very scary. I've never seen that. I mean, I used to be a banker, and that transaction used to be $10,000 in cash going in or out of your account. But now we're seeing $600 transactions, even just electronically through a Venmo or a Cash App or something like that, or even a direct deposit. That's It's weird to me. I've never right. seen that kind of a takeover, and that's very scaring to me. So if we could fight some of this, I mean, that would be ideal. I think a lot of Republicans are starting to actually want to fight this a little bit harder because, I mean, Senator, I mean, as you know, we have midterm elections coming up next year yep. that could be very favorable to us, and hopefully that plays uh, favorably on our side. Yeah, we, we do. I, I, I feel the momentum increasing. We've got a couple of tricks up our sleeves. Uh, one of the things we're going to really be fighting hard for is to not fund the, the, the president's vaccine mandate yeah. uh, m- mantra. So we are going to be introducing an amendment that will prevent OSHA from using any federal dollars to implement a vaccine mandate. Um, so we think we've got a couple of tricks up our sleeves that will slow it down. And, uh, gosh, you know, Mike Lee and Rick Scott and Ted Cruz and, and uh, Ron John and I met yesterday and trying to figure out a plan. How do we stop this damn thing? And we're going to do everything we can to do that. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's where I wanted to go next was this mandate from the vaccines. I mean, OSHA's trying to put this together. It sounds like they're being bombarded with a lot of businesses wanting to go and meet with OSHA to let them know about their concerns because this is going to kill off the entire workforce. We're seeing Southwest Airlines with pilots and the pilot union trying to stop this. We see firefighters all over the country and and police officers leaving the workforce and uh, just businesses all together wanting to bulk at this. And uh, this is going to be devastating to the economy if that happens yeah yeah Andy, you're right this is just horrible judgment on the on the part of president biden i couldn't think of a worse thing to do first of all it's unconstitutional we could dive into that if you want to but i really think just the practicality of a vaccine mandate what that's going to do to people 
Uh, I was in Wichita last week, met with some really good union leaders, and they're saying, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 percent of their folks are not vaccinated, and they're going to lose their job over this. You know, it's like job or, or jab. Job or jab is their choice. These are good people. They're educated. They've made a decision that I respect. Yeah. And these same people, many of them were essential workers a year ago. Essential workers, there was no vaccine, there was no treatment. They went to work every day. They carried their lunch pail to work, as they say, went to work, and now they're suddenly non-essential. These folks are working on uh, Department of Defense contracts that are very important to our nation's security. You can't replace them. It takes years to get the type of security clearance these workers have gotten to, to be able to work on these defense projects. Uh, it's just a slap in the face to, to those workers, to firemen, to police officers, to nurses. You're hearing it just like I am. I'm sure you've seen some of these big rallies in Wichita going on. Yeah. I'm going to be in Topeka tomorrow um, meeting with some union workers as well. This is a big, big deal. Oh, and I've been mentioning inflation yet. Yeah, so what are the consequences of this horrible decision by the president? <laughs> this is going to increase the bottlenecks. If we have less people working, whether it's uh, driving trucks or in manufacturing, less people working is going to bottle up the supply chains even worse. Uh, the Grinch you stole Christmas. His name is Joe Biden. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, last question on this before we move on, but you're absolutely right, uh, because we're already seeing the bottleneck and it's only going to get worse. Are states able to pass legislation on their end? We've seen Florida, we've seen Texas, we've seen some other states try and pass some sanctuary laws against the federal mandates on vaccines. Is that going to help protect businesses at the statewide level, or is, should it be primarily focused on what you guys talked about as trying to defund OSHA to not have the resources to actually enforce this stuff? Well, Andy, coming from the business world, I'm used to going down two or three roads at the same time, and you never know which one's going to hit for you, right? So we need to do both. Uh, we do need our governors and our legislatures to stand up. I would assume that that means it ends up in court, and, and that's the beauty of America, right? The way the founding fathers set this up, there's supposed to be checks and balances. So I think that this is an unconstitutional federal mandate coming down. Uh, I wouldn't know why it's, why the states wouldn't pass a law to slow it down and then let the courts to, to decide all this as well. I, I think it can help. Um, boy, what a mess, though. Could you imagine trying to, to, to manage a big aerospace industry and having a state law that says X, but the federal government says Y? That sounds like a court case to me. That's why I've got to keep working harder up here to stop the federal mandate. Yeah, amen to that. We're talking with Senator Roger Marshall from the state of Kansas here, my home state senator. Last question before we let you go. I know that you're extremely busy, and I appreciate the time very much, but I do want to ask, I know you're on the Ag Committee as well for the Senate, which is a big deal, especially here in the Mid-America region with a lot of our listeners, but uh, and really across the country. I mean, we've had a harvest going on. We've had a lot of uh, agricultural news coming out that's been tied in with the USDA, that's been tied in with uh, a lot of the environmental stuff, but what's the latest out of that yeah. committee, and uh, has there been any big news? Has there been any new environmental movements coming from the Ag Committee or uh, any updates on trying to get supply to the grocery stores for a lot of consumers? Yeah, Andy, you know, maybe maybe a couple of thoughts. You know, we'll start off by saying that people ask me how to save rural America, and what I tell them is as agriculture goes, so goes rural America. We've got some better prices, but the biggest problem back in home right now in agriculture is input prices. Uh, the cost of fertilizer, I'm going to say it's doubled. Of course, diesel fuels, uh, pesticides, insecticides, um, herbicides, all those things that allow modern farming and allow us to grow more with less and do precision agriculture, so many of those products are hard to get, so it's really driving up the cost uh, for, for the farmer to produce. And guess what? This is going to lead to inflation. 
and that is going to impact those folks at home. I think the biggest bottleneck uh, from agriculture to the grocery stores remains trucking. Uh, there's simply just not enough truck drivers out there. There weren't enough before COVID. During COVID, it was made worse. This vaccine mandate would make that worse as well. On the environmental front, um, we, we did pass legislation that would try to help farmers be in control of the, of the carbon capture processes. I think in the future, we're going to see more and more about carbon capture, um, the carbon coming out of a manufacturing plant, putting it into a pipe, and then bringing it back, and then p- probably putting it into some type of our old oil fields, uh, oil wells as well. Kansas does have some really good geology to store carbon, uh, and we want to make sure that agriculture is in control of all that process and it's not somebody setting up the Chicago Board of Trade making all the money. Yeah, that's very true. Is there still concern about that 30 by 30 plan taking a lot of the land from farmers and actually giving it to the federal government for environmental purposes? It is for me. It is a huge priority to stop. I'm not going to let that one even get out of the crib, right? We want to uh, I hate to use this term. We want to we want to stop this. We want to stop it before it even uh, becomes a reality. Yeah. Uh, it's really quiet up here in D.C. right now on it, but I know what's out there. I know it's an executive order from the president to make 30 percent of the lands and waters of the United States controlled by the federal government. That would be the end of rural America. If we took a third of our crop land, a third of our grazing land, and put it in some type of con- conservation project, I would still downtown rural America. Just sad deal, and we need to keep on fighting. That's what you're doing every day. We love what you're doing up there. Keep up the fight, my friend. It's Senator Roger Marshall from here in the state of Kansas. We love you. We appreciate you, and we look forward to chatting with you again here soon, my friend. Thank you, Andy. It's great to talk to you as well. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, Gerard. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. Thanks again to U.S. Senator Roger Marshall from right here in the state of Kansas, where I'm at, my flagship state and area. And we always appreciate him. He's a great friend. He's doing a lot of great work. We love what he's doing up there. And we appreciate that very much. We'll get him on the show again here soon as things develop. I don't know if you recognized or not. He seemed a little optimistic about trying to fight this $5 trillion massive, ridiculous, absurd spending package. So he was optimistic about getting rid of some of that, getting rid of some of the ridiculous uh, uh, um, IRS mandates coming out. So that's good news. At the same time, he was optimistic about the vaccine mandate, too, by trying to defund OSHA. Now, whether that can happen or not, that's going to be a challenge. We obviously have a Democrat-run House of Representatives. We have a slight Democrat advantage in the U.S. Senate. So we need to win over some of those moderate Democrats again Number one, by like Joe Manchin and some of those that are a little concerned about the overreach that could play into their re-election next year in midterm election. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So we need to remember that. At the same time, we need to maintain the Republicans, even some of the moderate hacks that seem to stray at times. I think they're like Joe Biden. They seem to stray at times. We just got to lead them back onto the road, just keep them on the trail, keep them, because if not, they wander off into the woods and we have no idea where they're at sometimes and no understanding of what the hell they're doing. Kind of like my seven-year-old sometimes. You just got to stray them back in. I mean, they go off there and want to explore. They want to go and see the world. They want to experience different things that they've never been able to experience before. So you just you have to go along with that, which goes right into the mandates for the vaccine from Joe Biden. I tell you, I tell my little daughter sometimes, little voice of reason, and she gets these ideas, and I swear she's going to be an entrepreneur when she grows up. I swear she is, because she's come to me a couple of times, goes, Dad, I want to do a lemonade stand. I want to make a shop, and I want to sell stuff. And uh, she was actually at the studios with me, I don't know, about a year or two ago, and she was here, and she was so excited because she wanted to be a business person. She had all her toys, and she was playing. And I walked in when we were done with the show and ready to go home and do our thing, and she had set up this entire little shop, and she goes, I want to make some money so I can get this trampoline or whatever she wanted. And she goes, I want to make the." And she had little price tags, little pieces of paper with like $2 and $5 for her toys. She wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I say, that's awesome. That is great. Good for you. So I'm going to kind of cue her and train her and craft her and mold her into an entrepreneur like we're trying to be with the Hoosier Media Network. She sees it. She sees what mommy and daddy are doing, and I think she wants to do that as well. And I'm trying to teach her, okay, you can do anything you want to do. You know, the the sky is the limit. You know, we're teaching American opportunityism, right? We're teaching capitalism. We're teaching free marketism that you have the opportunity to do anything you want to do. But if you're going to do it, You have to think about it logically. How do you do this? How are you going to make it happen? What strategy? What plan? What do you have to do to make this happen? You did great. You set up a shop. Now, how do you get that shop out to let people know about it? If you want to do a lemonade stand, that's great. How are you going to get the stuff? How are you going to make the stuff? And then how are you going to sell it to make some money? Let's start thinking that way, setting your mind into a mindset to where you understand the process. And I think that's a good process for her to be in, and we're going to start crafting her that way. When you get to the federal government, that entire logical, rational, reasonable mindset goes out the window. Because remember, that's what we're all about here on the show, being the voice of reason, is we try to bring reason and common sense. You want to mandate vaccines. All right, we mandate the vaccine, which is, by the way, completely illogical, completely unconstitutional. My two questions is, how do you pay for it? Because you have to have an agency tell you know going out and enforcing it with businesses. How do you pay for that? 
to them, that's not a problem. But how are you going to regulate it? How are you going to do that? And now we have the issue with the booster shots. Are you going to regulate the boosters as well? Do you force people to get the booster as much as you do with the regular shot? How many boosters are we going to have after the 30-second booster shot? Are you still going to be forcing people to do it? And it's just going to be an annual thing every single year. The logic when you start talking about these actual issues goes right out the door. They don't know how. They don't care how. They just want to do it to say they've done something, to feel like they were productive, to feel like they saved humanity or did some wild, crazy, off-the-wall thing to save humanity, and it doesn't work that way. You have to think about it logically, and they just don't have that at times. Congressman Dan Crenshaw, we'll talk with him when we come back right here on The Voice Reason for a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Darn right it is. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. It goes by way too fast. Already halfway through the program already, which is really hard to believe. So we don't have programming note for you. We do not have the live streaming going on today as we did have uh, some things going on here. So don't worry about it. But we'll be back at it live streaming tomorrow. I, I just want to give you a teaser of what's coming up here in the next few weeks because I'm really, really excited about it. As I've told you before, we're like three weeks booked out on guests. We have a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm really proud and really excited. We have next week. I am. I don't care. I'm going to focus on some really neat Halloween topics and Halloween conversations because I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think we need to step away from politics for a second and just talk about festive holidays. And I'm tired of people complaining about everything. Everything. They have to complain about everything. We're always angry. We're always upset. We're always offended by everything. So I don't care. And we're going to talk some Halloween stuff. Really big guests next week. We have George Norrie, host of Coast to Coast AM, the national talk show overnight, the largest overnight talk show in the country. He's going to be joining us live on Wednesday next week. He'll be joining to talk about uh, UFOs, and we'll talk about some ghost stories and stuff getting uh, ready for the Halloween season because we can. And because I've talked to him once before in my radio career, I think he's a great role model. I've been a huge fan of George Nori for a long time, and I don't care. So I'm going to talk with him because he is a great radio talk legend, along with just in the media as well. So we'll talk with him coming up next week, along with doing some other fun, spooky things. Uh, Tomorrow for Friday, we actually have a psychologist on talking about the psychology behind Halloween costumes. 
Yeah. So the whole story of if your daughter's trying to wear like a Moana costume and that's culturally appropriating another culture because how dare you actually appreciate the culture and try and dress up like one of their role models that they like, like Moana. We'll talk about the psychology behind that. We'll talk about why girls have to wear not so um, covered up clothing for Halloween and the psychology behind that as well. Are they a little insecure about themselves? That's my Freudian coming out in me already. So, I, I mean, I am your political therapist, so we'll do that uh, coming up in the program here in a little bit. But we sat down with Congressman Dan Crenshaw from the 2nd Congressional District of Texas earlier this week. Really excited to chat with him because I've been a big fan of his for a while. For those of you that don't know, he's the eye patch guy in D.C. He's an awesome conservative, a stand-up guy. He doesn't take any you-know-what. And uh, we got him on the program talking about his latest book. So right here on The Voice Reason, excited to have him on the program from the 2nd District of Texas. It's Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Fame, blame, and the raft of shame. Excited to have on the program with us here, Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Doing well. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, and I appreciate what you do in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about this. You partnered up with the BraveBooks.us. As it's a monthly subscription for parents to give children's books to their kids to be able to help them educate themselves on some different issues, at least to be able to think about things a little bit differently. You are the what third or fourth book in this series of monthly uh, books coming out to the children. Talk about your book, Fame, Blame, and the Raft of Shame. What's this all about? Sure. So, you know, I'd already written a book, uh, Fortitude, American Resilience in the Era of Outrage. It's about outrage culture. It's about cancel culture. It's about being a better and stronger person. Uh, but kids can't read that book. So, you know, and, and if you're going to get the message out, you've got to get the message out to everyone at every level. It's why I focus so much on different forms of social media, uh, different different mediums is how you get to different people because everybody operates on a different platform or, or absorbs information from a different platform, whether that's news or Facebook or Twitter, whatever it is. Sure. And uh, children's books is the next uh, the next obvious step if, if you're going to get good values out to, to kids. And um, parents are really hungry for this kind of thing. They want a conservative-themed children's book. They can find progressive-themed children's books. They can find normal children's books. <laughs> but what they can't find is is conservative values that are sort of translated into into a book and into, into a story that really works well with kids. Well, it's an important topic, so I'm glad that you addressed this one. I mean, unfortunately, in my generation, being 32, 33 years old, I guess I just turned 33 now, but the cancel culture, the identity politics, the victimization, the I feel oppressed or I feel offended by everything you say, it's a virus in society that we need to rid ourselves of because we can't have a proper discussion. We can't have a proper dialogue because whenever someone's offended, they just shut down the conversation, go for a personal attack, and then end it. And we need to find a way to get rid of that. And that, as an adult anyway, right? Mm-hmm. It's a decision that you make. I, I'm, I'm going to be better. And, and, and again, in my, in my previous book, I, I list out a bunch of ways to do that. Uh, for children, though, they, they need to be taught the right lessons from the beginning. Uh, they need to be conditioned correctly right from the beginning. And this is that's the kind of tool the parents need. And so well, what's cool about this book, you know, it, it tells a story about cancel culture, tells a story about overcoming it. Uh, and, and again, in kind of an entertaining way that kids can, can absorb and understand. And the end of these books uh, – is a workbook that parents can use to play games with their kids, to dive deeper into the lesson, ask the right questions, and it also has answers to those questions that I suggest, uh, so that so that you're getting the conversation right. Because it can, not not even most conservatives really, I think, 
uh, speak about cancel culture in the correct way. I think we get it wrong oftentimes. Yeah. And uh, this just helps as a guide um, to do just that. Um, I should plug the uh, website. It's dan.bravebooks.com is where you can buy it. The other thing about this project is, look, my book is just one among many. You can go to dan.bravebooks.com and you can subscribe and you get a new issue every single month uh, from a different conservative author. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool and unique project. It is a great project. And we've talked with uh, the other guests as well that's kind of started this just a few months ago with each one of these authors. And it's a it's such a great project to try and uh, give kids a different way of thinking than what we get through the uh, public school system right now. We're talking with Congressman Dan Crenshaw, 2nd Congressional District of Texas, on his new book, Fame, Blame, and the Raft of Shame. You can find it again, dan.bravebooks.com, and you can find all these. Talk about how this ties in with identity politics, because that seems to be, it drives me nuts, but it's kind of the lowest common denominator of politics today from what the left likes to use is, well, you're special or you're unique or you're courageous or you're this or you're that or you're a victim because of your identity politics. Does this play into the uh, the victimization that we have in today's society? Yeah, well, you know, one thing cancel culture does is uh, bypass normal debate, and, and there's a variety of ways to do that. And one way people often do that is to attack the character of someone. And this is where identity politics probably comes into play the most with, with respect to cancel culture, because you're you're discrediting a, a person based on their identity, or you're giving them more credibility than they deserve based on their identity. And, and, and both are bad, right? The content of your character is what should matter. That is the traditional Western value, the, the value that Martin Luther King espoused. And so to say that, you, well, you can't speak about this because you're white, that's it, in a, in a, it's a form of cancel culture, right? It, it, it prevents the person from having to have a serious discussion and debate and allows them to simply win the debate right away by by questioning the the authority um, via their identity of the other person. Sure. Uh, that's very true. Last question before we let you go. I know you're a busy guy, and we appreciate the time that you give us here. But let's talk about your optimism of the young generation. Obviously, we, we have some struggles we're dealing with. We have the AOC generation that's trying to run things right now, which I find kind of comical. But the younger generation's coming up, the young kids what direction and how hopeful are you that they're going to be on the right track? Is the public education system going to corrupt them, do you think? Or do you think that now, with our focus on this, with these children's books, with our uh, reinvestment in the family values and sitting around the dinner table and talking about these issues, can we bring ourselves back from the brink and actually get them back on track? I hope so. Look, I think we have a lot more tools than we used to have. I think we have a lot more awareness than we used to have. I, I think for many years, conservatives took for granted that we didn't have to argue about the basics anymore. We didn't have to argue why a family structure actually mattered. Okay, we just thought that was taken for granted. Now, we should have been right, you know, to be fair to, to I would say, uh, older conservatives who've been fighting this battle longer than I have. They became complacent, uh, not because they're bad people, it's just because you would think that you shouldn't have to defend why marriage might be a good thing anymore, Okay. But but it turns out that the postmodernists and the left and the Marxists, they're, they're always questioning these traditions. They're always questioning these foundations, whether it's our, our founding documents, our history, our basic traditions. They question all of them, and we're always on defense as a result of it, it's something we just have to get used to. Uh, but it is something we've become more aware of, I think, over the years, and therefore given ourselves more tools, um, with some things like these children's books, but also like um, – <laughs> sorry, it's just uh, – announcement in the background. <laughs> so things like these children's books, um, 
but also just the argumentation that is necessary to fight back against the left. Sure, absolutely. Fame, Blame, and the Raft of Shame is the latest book. Find it on dan.bravebooks.com. You can find it at bravebooks.us if you want to see all the books there as well. Sign up. You get that monthly subscription to all the great kids' books for your children. And let's start bringing up that revolution. Congressman Dan Crenshaw from the 2nd District of Texas. My friend, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate the time you gave us. Keep up the fight in Washington, D.C. We'd love to get you back on again soon. Appreciate you having me. Thanks. There it is. That was Congressman Dan Crenshaw from the 2nd District of Texas. Great to chat with him. Always a great guy, and you can check out his book. I love that idea. I love that idea of the children's books, and we've talked about it before. We've talked with every uh, author on there so far. This is like the third or fourth week uh, or third or fourth month of that book club doing that for children. So if you've not done it, totally recommend that. It's great. Let's get our kids involved because, as you know, that's kind of the future of America. As you know, these children, they're the ones that are going to either get the critical race theory jammed down their throat or they're going to have family values and talking at the family table. I don't care. We're going into the holidays, and as we sit down with friends and family and we have the dinners and we have the great times and the chats, I bring the politics to the table every single time. I bring the religious conversations to the table every single time. I want people to be a little uncomfortable when they chat. When they see Andy Hoosier, even if it's family, I want them to know that we're going to have this conversation because it's important, and we've shied away from it too long, and when you shy away from it, then you become fearful of it and you become ignorant of what's going on and I don't want that to happen. So that's not what we're all about. We're going to continue to have those conversations. Thanks again to Congressman Dan Crenshaw. We'll get him back on the show again too, maybe to talk about some issues going on in Washington, D.C. We'll take a break. One more segment left when we come back here, wrapping up for a pre-Friday celebration. Have some more interesting news to get to you like we do every single day. It's The Voice of Reason right here. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. 
Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Uh, it goes by way too fast. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, podcasting, or if you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much like we do every single day. Thanks again to Congressman Dan Crenshaw coming on the program. As we wrap up today, kind of a weird reversal of roles. I swear, I swear, maybe, and I've heard this conspiracy theory before, and it's a joke for those that don't understand satire, for those that don't understand comedy, this is a joke, but I'm really... Really thinking that maybe the world ended actually on uh, at the end of December in 2012. Remember the whole end of the Mayan calendar, the end of the world was going to be, and we have a new age coming. I really think that something happened because we have a weird reversal of roles going on. It's opposite day in the world as we see two different headlines. Number one. As we see, reversal role, reversal role number one. According to the Hill.com, Cheney, Liz Cheney. Yeah, the not-so-Republican Republican which I hope to God we get her out of office. And I know we've talked to some elected officials and some Republican activists up in the state of Wyoming where she represents. How does a senator out of Wyoming become the big name that we all focus on? Oh, yeah, that's right. She's the daughter of Dick Cheney, which I was a semi-fan of Dick Cheney back in the day. Her, not so much. But she's come out as she's uh, one of those heading up that special committee on investigating the January 6th attacks that take direct aim at Donald Trump. Again, it's stupid. It's a waste of time, but that's the way Republicans feel really good about themselves, apparently, to uh, try and say, well, we're doing something, right? Because that's what apparently they're all about. So we have Liz Cheney heading up the special committee against Donald Trump, and they're voting apparently today and going after uh, Steve Bannon, who they say has been held in contempt for not testifying on some certain documents because, well, obviously because he doesn't want to testify and obviously because Donald Trump tried to use executive power to try and block it for executive privilege uh, with the investigation that obviously he's trying to hide something because he organized it all himself. He tried to make everything happen. He, he orchestrated the entire thing and Steve Bannon's colluding with him. So that's one focus right now. We have a massive federal budget we're trying to ram through. We have massive tax increases. We have a massive vaccine mandate. We have massive overhaul, a massive socialist, tyrannical, dictatorship-style government happening right now. And we have Liz Cheney more concerned about wanting to go after Donald Trump because, by golly, we're going to punish him for what he did, that jerk he'll never see office again. This is why she's going to lose in the state of Wyoming because Wyoming has a lot of great conservatives and they're not dealing with this. But nonetheless, we have her role working with Nancy Pelosi and the chairman of the committee, Bernie Tom- uh, Benny Thompson, a uh, Democrat from Mississippi, as she's trying to go after Donald Trump. On the other front, again, opposite day here, we have a headline, a good headline, because I like to leave on positive notes for most of the time. We have a good li- headline from the Wall Street Journal of Democrats now possibly shutting down the tax increases on the federal budget. Probably the most important thing that we could look at, because in your mind right now, while you driving to work or driving home from work now in the afternoon, or maybe going to work if you work third shift, whatever it is, second shift, with your life at the moment, trying to pay for the $7 a gallon in gas in some parts of the country in California. I've seen that headline. With the inflated grocery prices, with you having to pay more in the groceries, with you having to pay more in everything that you do with the inflation rates, with not even being able to get anything because of the labor shortage, 
going on and the COVID mandates going on. To you, right now in your life, think about it for a second. What is the most important thing in your life at this moment? What is it? Because I'm pretty sure that it's not the investigation on the January 6th mostly peaceful protest that happened in Washington, D.C. Could be wrong. Maybe that's like stewing you in your dreams. Maybe that's keeping you awake at night. Maybe that's got you pacing the floors every day at work or at home, wondering what really happened. Was Donald Trump really involved in these January 6th attacks? It could be. And if you are, then all the power to you because everybody's got their own special interest, their special pet project, whatever they're involved with that makes them feel really good about themselves. If that's your niche, then good for you because it is for Liz Cheney. You can tell that she is stewing in it because she wants justice done. She won't look at the Democrats. She won't look at the lack of uh, enforcement and law enforcement and security that was going on at that. She won't look at any of that. It's focused directly, and she said it openly, focused on Donald Trump. The number one important issue that we need to be worried about in today's times. Now, on the flip side of the coin, we have a budget that's about ready to overhaul the entire system. And is that going to be the priority? Because that should be the priority for most. Maybe bringing inflation down a little bit, making sure that groceries are actually in the grocery stores, making sure that the ag industry actually has the processing it needs to get the meat into the stores for you or actually has the truck drivers to get it to where it needs to be or the cargo ships outside of the country that are actually trying to get you the goodies that you need. Whatever the situation may be for you, that might be kind of an important issue. But not to Liz Cheney, apparently. But there are Democrats now balking a little bit at the tax element as Senator Kristen Sinema, Democrat from Arizona, is actually coming out and saying, no, sorry, I'm not going to support tax increases right now at this stage because that would be really, really bad. I'm not going to support and overhaul the tax system right now as we try to recover from COVID-19 and from the pandemic and the global shutdown that we saw. I'm not going to do that. So now even Democrats are starting to cave on their side. We've talked about how the Democrats are in panic mode right now because they can't get the support they need. They're not quite figuring out how to connect the dots on how to enforce what they want to enforce. They can't do it. They're not figuring it out. And with Joe Biden's approval ratings going down, with OSHA panicking on what to do with his enforcement on vaccines, now with this budget falling apart, it seems like they're in a little bit of a panic mode. And it's kind of fun to watch. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Make sure to go and check it out. We appreciate you, as always. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. Tomorrow, former Trump advisor on the show. Tomorrow, psychologist on Halloween costumes. It's going to be a fun show. We'll see you then here on the radio.